Hi there, I'm Julian, and I'm really pleased that you've chosen to download and listen to this episode. Or maybe you haven't downloaded it. Maybe you're streaming it directly. Well, whichever way you're listening, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to little old me. If you're new here, then welcome to the Productivity Matters podcast. On this episode, I'm going to take a look at the NHS, all about setting personal goals, and of course, my podcast of the week. Are you ready? Great, let's go. It's been a bit of a roller coaster time lately. I recently changed jobs, moving from the excitement of working at Media City to the not-so-exciting NHS. That's the National Health Service, for those of you outside of the UK. Now, the NHS is a huge, unwieldy beast of an organisation, responsible for health and social care for millions of people throughout the UK. Just to give you an example, during 2017-2018, there were over 23 million visits to the Accident and Emergency Departments, that's the ER department, and it's completely free at the point of use. Now, this normally means that anyone who's registered within the system, available to legal UK residents, regardless of their nationality, they can access the full breadth of critical and non-critical medical care without payment. There are some exceptions, such as eye care, dentistry and the cost of prescriptions, but these are heavily subsidised, and so they are cheaper than the private providers. Now, the NHS started 70 years ago, back in 1948, and nowadays employs around 1.2 million people. Approximately 80% of the NHS in England is funded through general taxation and national insurance contributions, and they're paid by employers, employees and the self-employed. Now, there's a smaller contribution collected through patient charges, as I mentioned before, for things like prescriptions and dentistry. Now, to put these numbers into perspective, the total cost for running the NHS in 2017-2018 was £125 billion pounds which is equivalent to approximately 163 billion US dollars the proportion collected through the national insurance contributions accounts for about 24 billion now in Scotland Ireland and Wales the health service is a devolved matter so it's those governments that decide how much to spend on health from the block grant that they get from central government and one important difference is that they do not charge for prescriptions so patient care is almost entirely free in those three areas. Now, the NHS is a much derided organisation. There are many, many people who, quite rightly, complain about many aspects, including lengthy waiting times for consultations and surgeries, a lack of beds in hospitals and the closures of clinics around the country. As with all taxation and government spending, it's a very hot topic, and it's one that I'm neither inclined nor qualified to talk about in any detail. And like most people, I have my own opinions, and it's my personal belief that without the NHS, the country would be in a much poorer state. Now, maybe that's because I have had many personal interactions with them over the years, and I've never had cause for complaint. Much the reverse, actually. 
in episode 9 of this season, at the end of January, I publish an episode about my experience with diabetes and the care I've received that has been second to none. And when my dad was very ill, they pulled out all the stops, literally transferring him in an ambulance about 200 miles to another hospital for a life-saving operation, all paid for by the NHS. Now, this doesn't take away the very real issues that are affecting the NHS as an organisation. Doctors and nurses are under increasing pressure, and it's more than a regular occurrence that routine operations are postponed due to the lack of beds being available. However, if we only had private care available, then the state of health and well-being in the UK would be in a very grave situation. So why am I giving you this basic insight into the NHS just off the top of my head-ish? Do you know something? I don't really know. I just wanted to share a little bit of a background on one of the largest institutions in the UK. Now, I play a very small part within NHS Digital, which is the national information and technology partner to the healthcare system. And they work through technology to help transform the services and the... Um, the care that the patients receive. And I mentioned right at the very top of the show that it's, you know, I was going through a roller coaster time because of the change in jobs and the unsettling uh, settlement that that brings along with it. And it's important when going through tough times that we remain positive. You know, it's important to focus on what you have, not what you don't have. Don't focus on what you wish you have. It's focus on what you do have. And of course, you want things. And having targets and goals are all credible things to set yourself. Indeed, without them, you'll be stuck in a rut. So, without goals, you lack focus and direction. And goal setting not only allows you to take control of your life's direction, it also provides you with a way of checking whether you're actually succeeding. And when you start setting your goals... You need to start with careful consideration of what you actually want to achieve. It's important to also remember that goal setting is an ongoing activity. You don't just set a goal and then forget about it. Life happens. Sometimes you need to review the goals. Remember to keep checking that you're on track and make regular time available to review what's happening. And also it's important you are motivated by your own goals. They must be important to you and you need to know that there is a value in actually achieving them. What are your priorities in life? Set goals that relate to them. If you're not careful, you could end up with too many goals, which means spreading yourself too thinly and you're unable to achieve them. Make sure there is a sense of urgency as well around achieving them. Not so much a can-do attitude, more of a case of I must do this attitude. Your final goal may not change, but the plan you've put in place to achieve it could change quite significantly which is why it's important to have review sessions with yourself. Stay focused. Take the bull by the horns. That's a really strange saying, isn't it? Why would anyone do that? Why would you grab the bull by the horns? I'll tell you why. It's because it's dangerous. It means doing something difficult in a brave and determined way. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to review my goals and I'm going to aim high. Okay, it's that time again. It's time for Podcast of the Week. This time, it's Married on the Mic, a weekly podcast from a couple who describes themselves as a fun podcast about real marriage hosted by radio personality Dana McKay and her husband Rick. I first came across these two a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it was when Dana commented on one of my Instagram posts if I was one of the 50 podcasts that I had subscribed to. And I replied that it is now. 
and I've listened ever since. So, each episode covers a range of subjects from double dating to unemployment, from bed hogging to professional cuddlers, gym updates and snoring. They are a great team together and I look forward to each episode. That's Married on the Mic with Dana and Rick. Go on, give them a listen. Great, that's it. I hope you found this episode interesting. Feel free to contact me about anything I've talked about. And if you want to be featured maybe as my podcast of the week, then please also get in touch. You can do so via one of the social channels listed in the show notes. As always, if you haven't done so already, please, please click on that subscribe button in your podcast app of choice to follow me and be notified when the next episode is available. You automatically get one of those little notification things ping and tell you that there's a new episode available. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember, productivity matters.